All right, so that's live. We're cool. We're good. So I think this is episode like 44 or 45 at this point. And I guess we'll just kick it off with, you know, do you want to just introduce yourself? And then I guess like a little bit about how you got started with, you know, creating digital artwork. Do you want the long story or the shorter story? We'll hit the long story. Long story is good. <laughs> okay, okay. Long story. So I've been a fashion and advertising photographer for about 10 years now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like during this, this period, like I got to work with some pretty good clients. Like I got to work with brands like Sephora, Lancome. I got to shoot celebrities like Bill Porter, got published in Vogue, you know. So like it was, it was quite a career. And like I still enjoy photography very, very much. But when COVID first happened, in Singapore, there was a lockdown and photo shoots were, you know, naturally not allowed. So during then, um, I first spent a month just playing video games. <laughs> and then I decided that, you know, I should probably do something with my life a bit more productive. So I was like, okay, if I can't photograph like my real models, I'll just make my own. So that, that yeah, that, like that was, that was basically my thought process. I was like, I'm going to make 3D virtual models. So literally that is all I did in the whole of year 2020. Like I just decided to pick up Blender. Uh, I went through so much YouTube tutorials, like more than I ever expected in my life. Um, and I just tried to learn as much as I can. Uh, and yeah, so by August, I had like some virtual models, like they were not the standard I wanted them to be, but my husband was like, you're going to post them. Even if you don't post them, you never ever post them. So I was like, ah, fine, I'll post them up. So like, um, that was when I kind of launched a virtual model agency of sorts. So like the idea was to then pitch them to clients, uh, like brands and ask them like, you know, would you like to use these virtual models for your campaigns? Um, but the next issue that came about was that a lot of clients could not understand how to use virtual models because they are so new, right? And a lot of them are very used to the traditional way of um, doing things where, you know, on a photo shoot, if you want to put a, a earring on a model, you just go up and stick it in the ear. <laughs> but like, you know, in, in, in 3D, everything has to be created. So like, I would tell them like in 3D, there's a, there's a lot of pros and cons. Like in the pros, it's like you can do anything. In the cons, is everything has to be created. Uh, so like, but like with a lot of clients, because they were also not very tech savvy, like it was very hard for them to understand. So I was still struggling with that last year when my husband told me about NFTs. And well, my husband, he likes the crypto world, so he would, he would tell me a lot of things. And a lot of times I'm just like, oh, cool, okay. <laughs> uh, so I didn't listen to him only earlier this year. He told me about it again. I was like, fine, I'll go check it out. And um. Uh, I tend to have a very addictive personality. Once I start something, like that's all I do. That's why I can't play like I can't play role playing games because <laughs> they'll suck me in for hours and days. But yeah, so like um, when my husband told me the NFT world, I just got into it, and that's basically all I've been doing the past month. And yeah, so the virtual models are very fitting in it because I don't know, like I could really do anything I want with them. Uh, things that I couldn't do with a real model, like gravity, who needs that? <laughs> yeah, so that's it, my NFT story. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I guess for for you, like when when you were hopping into like the NFT space, like what were like your initial thoughts versus like what are your thoughts a little bit more now? 
Um, so my initial thoughts was first like, like everything was a bit scary because I think the crypto world generally is a bit scary, uh, especially for creatives, for artists who are not into crypto. Like we are just oh please, stop, you know, like like we are so we we just do what we do. We don't and we we don't try and figure out all the technical side that comes with crypto. Like getting into crypto, like you have to figure out the exchanges, the the MetaMask wallet. Like it's quite a few steps. And like I am so thankful. Like my husband was able to guide me along because I am pretty sure like halfway through somewhere there I would have like fallen off a cliff or something um so I think for me like it wasn't so bad because I had his guidance on how to get into the space without like sending my money off somewhere else um but like I had I, I have a friend who just joined and she was like oh my god the process was tediously hard to get through so but like once you're in, I find that the community is very, very friendly. Uh, people are very helpful. Everybody, uh, like I said, is is uh is a very non toxic community. Like people want to help each other because the more NFT is a bigger deal, the more people pay attention to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest draw to it is being able to be paid for personal work which I think like if you're a fine art artist, it's something that you're used to when you go to galleries, like you're, as your job as an artist, you're like, I paint, people pay me, you know, <laughs> but like as a commercial, like commercial artist, commercial creative, right, graphic designers, uh, uh, concept artists, like we work for clients, like um, personal work isn't always paid. So I think one of the bigger draws, like, oh my God, I can do what I want and get paid for it. And the idea of somebody wanting to collect it is just whew, insane. So yeah. All right. And so I guess just to just to clarify, so you used to just do photography or did you also do like editing or like did you have to learn everything as far as what you're doing now in terms of like the blender and, and the actual 3D models and stuff? So like 10 years ago, oh, it sounds so long. <laughs> uh, actually now going, actually now 11 years, 11 years ago when I was in school uh, in Polytechnic, they had some 3D modules. So I got to like test it out and like I really enjoyed it. I remember thinking like, oh, 3D is so fun. And like, and I was like, I want to continue to do 3D. But photography came about and like it was instant gratification to getting what I want. So I was like, eh, let's do that instead. Yeah. So, but like, uh, so like I kind of remember like the basics of like 3D in the sense of like, okay, there's modeling, there's texturing, there's rigging, you know, like the very, very base, but like everything else I've forgotten. And also we learned Maya. So like, and I wasn't going to pay for Maya right now. So now I had to learn Blender all from this beginning. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I mean, that's, that's really impressive because I have zero technical skill from all of that. And so to learn like from like basically zero to a hundred, right. Is, is pretty impressive because, you know, having a foundation from like 11 years ago is basically like not having a foundation at all. It, you know, so it's uh it's definitely pretty impressive to what you can accomplish through a COVID lockdown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nothing like being stuck at home all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was not productive. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think as far as like Kobe goes on like my end, I think I'm closer with like my group of friends than I've ever been before, just because like, you like get home from work, like I was still working and everything. And so then like get home from work, a lot of people were either like working from home or just laid off. And so then it was like, get home, play video games and like hang out and like just spend time with my fiance and stuff and yada yada and so it's like i think i'm closer with people than i've ever been before but at the same time like it'd probably be pretty nice to be able to create art at the same time i'm not sure if these hands are made for that but uh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like 
I remember thinking that like, ah, my husband and I must really like each other considering that we still like each other after the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really test the relationship. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you can make it through COVID, you can make it through at least, you know, a while longer. <laughs> I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, so in terms of like the, the modeling agency, has there been any like kind of reach outs or is it still just so new for people that you think it's like hard to get adoption or, or how's that going? Uh, so I've been talking to clients and stuff. Uh, so far, like people are interested. It's just uh, firstly, they are also trying to understand it. And secondly, like uh, when it comes to like, because a lot of my clients are fashion clients, right? And the issue is... Uh, I know how to create models, but I don't actually know how to create clothes. <laughs> like I, I, I know how to do. I know how to use marvelous designer, but I am not a, a seamstress. So like when I put an outfit on my model in three D, uh, and if and it falls on her, if it's too big, I don't actually know where to cut it. Uh, so like like you know like if outfit's too big on you, like if you're a seamstress, you know where to cut it so that and when to sew it so like it fits better. I'm just like. I just scale it down <laughs> and then like and then it doesn't fit properly. I'm just like, ah, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the layers of like what you have to learn to actually accomplish things. Like you don't know what you don't know. So then like once you get to like proficiency, then it's like, ah shit, I gotta learn seamstress. <laughs> yes, yes, like you don't think about that, right? And then like mm-hmm. and then now you're just like, ah, I wanna make a great outfit, but like it's so hard. Like there's so many steps to it. Yeah, so eh. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I could just like collaborate with some designer, fashion, 3D person. But uh, so far, a lot of the, the clients are hesitant on the like... Um, Singapore is a very forward-thinking... Well, they, they think they're very forward-looking, but they want to see someone else do it first. Yeah, so that's the issue. So like nobody's biting-ish yet, but uh, there's definitely a lot of good interest for it. So I think it'll, it's just a eventual thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things where, like, you don't have to have a fashion show to be able to do this, right? Like, you don't have to have XYZ person of, you know, like, if you wanted to show it across, I don't know, 40 different arrays of skin tones or body types, right? Like, that's something that, like, you just snap and, you know, like, adjust and basically eventually are able to do. So I think there's, like, a strong need and, like, want for it. It's just, yeah, I mean, my, my fiance's mom is actually, like, a seamstress. And so, like, from talking to her, it's like, Oh yeah, I just like put this together and I'm like, she made she made me pants one time and like I was like like I don't even like it's so far out the same as you doing 3D modeling is like her making pants to me, right? Like it's just another thing that I don't know anything about. And like if you gave me like a year and a half, I probably still wouldn't be able to do it. And so yeah, it it's yeah. I think it would probably be helpful like maybe to pair up with like smaller like self-made brands and then like see from like talking to them, because they're most likely a seamstress right like somebody who's making actually making their own clothes right um and then they're also probably going to be more likely to want to do a collaboration or you know something new and fresh right yeah i think i think it's because like when i used to shoot with models right like and we go and like i shoot for brands the brands bring the clothes right but like for now when these brands come to me they don't have a 3d version of their outfit they don't know how to create a 3d version of their outfit and uh, it's a bit harder for me to create it for them to maybe oh yes because I can I can sew and so I don't know how it works but also because like prints like the, the graphic designs and the, the different prints they have is also on their end uh, and they know how the prints how they want the prints to look like on the outfit itself so like um, and it's like all copyrighted like it's all their 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 uh, what's that word 
intellectual property, right? So they can't just send it out, you know? So, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just having fun NFTs in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's awesome. I mean, I think having fun is like the big, the big aspect. I think that uh, you should really reach out to Steffi Fung. I will put you in touch with her. Oh, I, I know her. I know her. Okay, I know her. okay. Because she seems to do everything from scratch, right? Like, I, it's not even something yeah. that dawned on me until talking to you. But like, I see her like layering out the outfit and then like attaching it and stuff. And I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, I guess that's like the seamstress aspect. Like, I like I don't even know what I'm looking at half the time when I see people working in models and stuff. And so, yeah, I I, I think that that would be uh you know definitely definitely solid. Yeah, I guess. So pivoting more into like the NFT side of things with like the artwork, like where, how do you describe your art? And I guess like, where does like the inspiration come from? I think a strong inspiration comes from my photography and like my 10 years of doing photography. I think I kind of came out with a style that I like, which is, it's always so hard to describe. It's just like, I like females who look strong and have their nice colors. <laughs> it's such a terrible description. <laughs> but it's just, yeah it's mainly that um so like uh, a lot of, i think a lot of my style has come from the photography side um but when i do my nfts because i want my models to look as realistic as possible i try to play with elements that are a bit more fantastical in the sense of like uh the earrings are floating uh, basically things that i cannot do with a real model because if i can then i should just photograph her right uh why, why do make such an effort to create a virtual one so for me it's like if i'm gonna do uh, especially personal work with my virtual models i want to put them in scenarios that are that i cannot do in real life yeah so it's a uh, for me it's like playing between the line of realism and fantasy yeah, I mean, I, I love, like, the artworks. I mean, I will say that, do you know what tryptophobia is? It's, like, a fear of, like, holes. Oh, I don't really, like, yeah, have yeah. that. But have you ever seen, like, the images of that where, like, it's just, like, oh. And, and I like, for some reason, like, it gives me, I love all the pieces besides the one that comes out of the ear. For some reason, the, the exiting the ear thing is, just, like, it, yeah. it just kind of gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies a little bit. I, I, but that's I just, know, like, I know, I know. <laughs> that's just, like, more I, of me. I, I, I totally get it because, like, when I made it, I was, I was like, I think people, hmm, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But I'm like, weird is cool. People like weird. I'll post it. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely a me thing. It's definitely a me thing. It's just, <laughs> I can't help but comment. No, um, no, 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 don't worry. My husband doesn't like that piece. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm amazed at, like, how realistic, like, the actual models end up looking. And then, you know, like, the, I mean, for me, like, the piece that, like, caught my eye is, like, the blooming flower, where it's just, like, holy shit, like, that's, like, a really, really cool concept, because it's almost, it's almost, like, you know, Japanese-style tattoos, but, like, coming out of, like, a face, which is insane, you know, like, it, it looks awesome. Yeah, 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 thank you, thank you, it was funny, because, like, my original plan was for the flowers bloom, and then go back, but then it was my first time using cloth simulations on Blender, so it just went, poof, and I was like, that works okay, cool. <laughs> Happy <laughs> accident. <a> accident. <laughs> nice, nice. I, so, as far as like the designs go, like, do you have ideas for where you want to take the, say like models or do you have like new models in the works or like new designs for them? Uh, I definitely have new models in the works. Uh, I'm trying to, I have this freckled girl uh, and then I'm trying to get an Indian girl. And, and then after that, I think, uh, I don't know, like, like I want to play with a lot of different skin tones. I want to play with a lot of different like bodies, body shape. Um, Eye, eye color, hair color, 
and it was just fun. Like and and like like I'll go on Pinterest and just search for face, and like you, you, there's so many cool faces, right? I just want to I just want to like get inspired by all of them. So like I often keep wanting to make more faces, uh, but I keep trying to focus on the one I have so I can make them better first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but like there's a lot of plans to make more models. Yeah. And so then, is do you think that the majority or like all of your artwork is going to be a models, or do you have you know ideas for like landscapes or other kind of concepts yeah. too? Nah. Okay. Yeah, like like even in photography, I never like doing landscapes because for me, I don't really have the eye for it. Like like I don't have the eye for landscape. I don't have the eye for products. I don't have the eye for basically. I only have the eye for humans. <laughs> yeah. So like um. Even when I did photography, I remember I'll go overseas, I'll be like, oh my god, the view is so pretty. I'm going to take a photo, and I'll be like, yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> <Not> taking... <laughs> so I'll just enjoy the view, you know, like, it, it never looks as good. Mm -hmm. So, for me, like, I, I don't have the, I, I think because of photography, I know I don't have the eye or the skill set for that. I'm happy to just, eh, I don't need to experiment in that way. Like, I'll experiment in the other things that I know that uh, have to do with humans, because I feel like that's where my eye is stronger in. So I think my style would probably still stay with models anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for me, like, again, zero photography skills and, like, whatever. But, like, the the only thing that I, I've seen that, like, really makes me, like, excited as far as photography goes, because obviously, like, you know, landscapes are awesome, right? Like, I went to, I always mess this up, uh, Yosemite last year. I always confuse Yosemite and Yellowstone because I'm, I'm a little bit of a moron. But so... I went to Yosemite and like there's like the entrance into Yosemite, right? And it's like incredible. You come out of like a tunnel and it's just this like wide expanse of like basically like mountains and then like a valley. And so it's just like really awe-inspiring because of like just the size. And mm. you know, like you take a picture, but like you never really like go back to it. But my buddy, uh, I guess we'll say allegedly because it's illegal, um, took out his drone and like the drone footage is really cool. Like drone oh, footage yeah. in like landscapes is like that next level because like on the floor level it's like eh, this is cool but like being able to like go up like a waterfall and stuff like that's where it's like oh yeah, shit, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. um yeah, yeah. That, that point of view was very different mm -hmm. yeah but i think it's different for me because i live in singapore and so like there isn't much of a landscape mm -hmm. of anything <laughs> we're so small right it's like an hour and a half from one end to the other like i've seen the whole country okay so like even if i wanted to be a landscape photographer like i wouldn't be able to do it in singapore so mm -hmm. Maybe that's why also, like, 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 uh, every time I travel, I'm just like, oh my God, you guys are so lucky. Like, that is so nice. You guys get such good views and stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's that. But yeah, I would say, like, I'm sure a, a drone image of some of these landscapes are gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm almost imagining, and like, I just think it'd be cool, but like, okay, drone footage, not really applicable to models, but what if you did like a Godzilla size model and then like actually had like a drone flying around it? That would be pretty cool. I, I, I'm just spitballing, but like, that's just like, <laughs> well, it's not impossible. I mean, like the whole idea is to do what I like, can't do a real model. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my also issue is also because like, uh, I spent 20, 20 the whole 20, 20 years learning how to do a realistic model. Right. But I don't actually know how to create the landscape around her. Like if you ask me to model a, a something i'll be like i don't know how to model anything like because that like i never bothered trying to learn that all i did is learn this and only this right <laughs> so like sometimes i want to create scenes i'm so like fuck i have a cube it's a nice cube <laughs> understandable understandable yeah 
it's annoying. <laughs> I mean, it's better to have some skills than none, right? So, you know, I'm in the I'm in the no skill boat. So, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sure you have something. Not in this world. Not in this world. I, I got no. speech and that's about it. Uh, that, that's so how do you get into this world then? Uh, so I am I like a lot of like hypey stuff. Right. And so like I was helping a buddy try and create like a shoe store, like almost uh, a boutique. Right. And so Ooh. trying to like source different shoes and stuff. And so like I started working with like vendors and, and stuff like that for bulk sales. And so then started doing that. And then you have like cause dolls. I didn't grow up with any of this stuff. Like I had like one pair of shoes and they were like maybe Nike. You know what I mean? Like like I didn't grow up with like Jordans. My parents wouldn't buy me Jordans. So like I never had I, I didn't have kicks. Right. Like I had like whatever like looked good. And then I went through like skateboarding phase through like high school. I had long hair and everything like the whole like Brian Sheckler. Yeah. So then it was like skateboarding shoes. Those are like $60. And then college, I just wore whatever was like, you know, comfortable, somewhat stylish, but yeah, no Jordans. So then like the last year, two years, I started like really getting into shoes, cause dolls, uh, all the different hype stuff. Right. And so from that, NFTs are kind of like a natural kind of segue of like collection and stuff. And like, I know people then pack dropped and like, I've been like hooked ever since. And so, yeah. So then. I was like interviewing people from like the sneaker side of things, like collectors and, you know, everything else. And then like it just naturally segued into like artists. And so now more of my focus is just from like the art side of things. And I'm not helping with the boutique because uh, I'm not sure how like an in-person store in COVID land is going to work. And so I don't want to like help finance it and, and yada, yada. So that's my like transition story. And so, yeah, it's um, I just really like like the art side of things. But like I'm more into just whatever clicks for me, but like, you know, Murakami cause, um, Louis de Guzman, right. Like a lot of like those kinds of artists where like, it's, um, pop, pop art, right. Kind of, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But so it's, um, yeah, that, that's basically my story. I, I will pivot back to you, <laughs> which is like, you, you recently posted a collaboration post and I guess like what for you, like what goes into like choosing a person to collab with and like, what's it, What's like the handoff? Did she just make the asset and then you make it move, or like how do you go about? Oh, it? the one with Kelly. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's, it was actually done a long time ago. Like it was done last year during during the COVID period. Like uh, I was basically uh, after I was doing my photography, I was, I was doing something called living stills, where I go into After Effects and I cut out my images and make them move. Mm. Um. So that was something I was doing, and like uh, when Kelly showed me her artwork, I was like cool let's do something and i made it and 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 so that what was done last year it wasn't made for the nft wall uh, but it's i think it would do well in the nft wall so uh i haven't i haven't collabed with anybody yet for nfts but i assume the kind of people i want to collab with is someone who's mutually beneficial and nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like, you know, we both bring something about equal to the table. Like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's what's your husband's take on like the space and like you're hopping in now? Like, is he still happy about it or is he kind of just like, yeah. He's happy about it. Like he's, he's, he finds it very interesting because he's been, so like every morning, when I say morning, it's about lunchtime because I wake up at noon. <laughs> so like my morning, we, we, will, we will have our breakfast together and that's usually where we talk a lot. Um, and like he's been rambling to me about crypto for years like like every morning like he would be like nah, 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 crypto crypto like 
But like, it's always been like, I'll listen, but like, uh, it's never been something I've taken uh, much of an interest in. But he's found it so fascinating that the NFT world has gotten me so into the whole scene. Uh, and he's like, okay, like, he, for him, it's a bit, being able to see what is it like for a normal, non-crypto person and to and how it what it takes to get them to be sucked into the scene where they are now um, selling stuff with crypt, for crypto, right? And then like after having the crypto, finding out more about the crypto that they have and whether they should keep it or whether they want to like they want to cash it out, you know, like so so like he's he's like he's to him it's very interesting like how uh, how artists are now more into into crypto because of the NFT world. Yeah, yeah, yeah I th- I think that's like. As you're saying that, right? Like it's I think that's one of like the important things that's happening right now where it's almost like a use case for crypto and stuff. I guess like are you holding in crypto or like if you make sales and stuff, do you like immediately go I don't know, I don't actually know what the Singaporean currency is. Is is it a just cash out. But is it never mind, whatever, not important. But <laughs> like I don't know is whatever. I'm, I'm still hold, I'm still holding it for now. I think for me um i'm looking at crypto as something that could very likely be part of our future because you know i live in singapore and singapore we are a very small country but the one thing we have is the financial stability of sorts is like um there's very very little corruption here and people come here to set up their businesses because like they know it's safer right like um so like the financial economy of singapore is something the singapore government never fucks with and the fact that the Singapore banks are accepting like the idea of crypto, they are integrating with the idea of crypto means that the Singapore government says okay. And to me, for a government that is very um very forward thinking, but also very safe, um, I feel like it's a very good proof that they believe that crypto will be a future. And to me, when all this, uh, like Visa, with PayPal, when they are all these legitimate like players are coming to the scene, like it's very hard to say that no, no, no crypto will just disappear one day, you know. So, so I, I, the way the way things are going, it, to me, it does seem like crypto would be part of future, and so it makes sense to hold, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm holding for now. I need to get myself the the hardware wallet though, like uh, yeah, like the the. Well, the nano ledger. Yeah, yeah. No, I will get a nano ledger. Mm-hmm. But like, but like they only have the black in stock, and I'm a child, so like I haven't ordered yet because like the colored ones are not in stock yet. <laughs> so yeah. I think we'll see like the beginnings. Pat, I don't know how much you follow like different artists, but like Pack was talking about like trying to partner up with you know like an actual hardware wallet to actually put out like a pack edition. And so I think cool. that's going to be like one of like the next things where like there's going to be limited edition wallets and stuff. I just Yeah, I'm pretty sure that'll be very expensive though. <laughs> I I don't know. I maybe maybe, you know, I mean maybe if you're buying like my my imagination is like you open it or whatever, not open it, right? But uh you open the files on like the computer or whatever and like it already has like a pack piece on it. Like that to me would be like really really cool. But I, yeah. I'm not sure, like, the feasibility of that. You mean, like, like how, like, iTunes will have an album from some, some musician before that already? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm imagining. And then, I mean, if you're buying, like, a pack piece with, like, the ledger or something like that, then, you know, what's the worth behind it, right? Because the file is obviously, or whatever, like, the token is actually worth something, right? Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? right now, they only have, they don't even have the colored version, so, like, I I don't want to buy a black one. <laughs> so boring. Yeah, 
yeah i definitely understand that it's um i don't know I'm, i have one sitting in a in a box right now that has stuff on it and just i don't even look at the thing so i don't know i'm uh i'm boring i think this is like the beginning of like my like art collection is like these two things and then and then that one over there like i don't i was trying not to have like a, a college frat apartment and so you know this, this has been my uh attempt my fiance kind of just like lets me do whatever and uh yeah now we have a ninja turtle in the living room so <laughs> like, nice nice yeah. nice <laughs> I'm I'm curious, like as far as as your husband goes, right? Because like if he's been talking about it for like a really long time, then he's more of like an early adopter and stuff. Is he working in like a tangent space, or did he just kind of like stumble upon it and run with it? Uh, he's not he's not working in a crypto uh job right now, but like he's very involved in the like crypto world and stuff, and like he he's most of mostly a VC into startups and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. so I think he's more of a kind of person where he. He likes to see where what are the things that will change the future of where the world's heading towards. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Makes sense. It definitely makes sense. I guess so. For you, you're on foundation. Do you use and like what's your takes on like the different marketplaces? Like, do you use other marketplaces? And yeah. Uh, so like um, I'm on foundation right now. Uh, I recently got accepted on known origin. So like I mean like there is that 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 tiered level of all the different platforms right like Nifty and and Supera the ones that are the hardest to get in and then like there is like Node Origin and then Foundation where you hopefully get an invite of sorts uh and then the OpenSea Arab also like I've been talking to a lot of different artists like a lot of artists they prefer going to OpenSea because it's cheaper also like the mint and also like uh like there's no gatekeeping but I think the problem no. Like, it's so funny because, like, you want no gatekeeping, but when there's no gatekeeping, there's no curation. And then, like, everybody's just posting up stuff up there. Um, one thing I do like about Foundation is the UI. The UI is beautiful. And, like, as a creative, like, it's hard not to be, like, yeah, I really like how comfortable that makes me feel. Um, yeah, but, like, uh, I haven't tried all the all the different platforms yet. I've heard of other platforms coming up, like, there's one called Portion.io. Uh, I just remember looking at your website and thinking like it's a very pretty website. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm superficial like that. So. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, I haven't haven't had haven't had the opportunity to really try all the all the different platforms yet. Mm. Yeah, I I think to like what you were just saying, I I think that there's a lot of people coming into the space now that are like design first and like not that some of them have had issues in terms of like the actual utility of the site, right? Like in terms of search function or follow function or, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, I think that, yes, the the step one for a lot of these companies right now is to come in with like a beautiful site and then like work on like the actual UI. Yeah. yeah second. Because yeah. which... I mean, like it is, it is for artists, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so we are all superficial, creative, visual people who are like, eh, it's not pretty enough. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, you don't want to, <laughs> like I'm imagining somebody trying to put out like an old school like Craigslist type of site and just being you know absolutely roasted. It's not gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think that's the problem. Though. Like I I haven't used OpenSea, but like I've heard people say like the UI is pretty difficult. It's, it gets a bit messy. Like you don't really know where to look. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think and I think as as creatives, especially because we're putting our art out there, we kind of want the art to be the the main thing to be seen. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that Foundation does well in the well. <sighs> Because like if you if you upload all foundation like like the like and you click on it the first preview is very small I don't know why they make the preview so small, um, yeah basically I'm complaining about every site right now this this is terrible. 
I mean, you know, it, it's like how many sites truly are perfect, right? You know, it's it's one of those things. Twitter has been around for I don't know, I forget what Jack had tweeted, but you know, thirteen years or something like that, and you still can't edit a tweet. This is like the beginning of me using Twitter, but I'm like, why the why can't you edit a tweet? Like what? Like it's not even that hard. Like just show the edit history if you think somebody's exactly. gonna like gaslight. I don't understand, but yeah, like, you know, everything has some, some issues. I, I wanted to ask you about this and you know, it's in your headline for Twitter and stuff like the Forbes 30 under 30. What did you win? How did you win it? Like, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Cause that's obviously probably like a huge deal, right? Yeah. So like in 2019, my husband nominated me. <laughs> uh, so like during then, like he nominated me for the under the arts in Asia and and I think basically we used the fact that I was a guest photographer for Asia's Next Top Model, that I did tutorials with the with ad stoppers. Uh, yeah, just enough like accolades of sorts. And, and then he just sent it in. And I got in. So like it was it was cool. But like the, the problem was that when I got into Pops uh, 30 under 30, um, COVID hit. So like COVID stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn COVID. <laughs> yeah, so like I actually never got anything out of it. Like the, I think like the biggest biggest beneficial part about Forbes 30 to under 30 is when you win it, you get to go to this event and in that event you get to meet all the other winners and then you get to really network with like actual like, oh my god, like you also you're good at something, you're good at something, you're good at something, right? And then you get to really have like a good networking session. But like, you know, COVID, so that mm, that happened. <laughs> nothing happened nothing happened yeah nothing happened it was very annoying <laughs> so as far as like your work goes and everything right like we're i mean i'm assuming singapore is probably doing a little bit better than new, uh well, i'm in new york but the u.s right uh the u.s has had kind of a you know we have some unique issues and so you know it's uh not been the best show and so I assume that you guys are kind of farther along in terms of like reopening and, and stuff to that extent from what I've heard. And so like, what's the take moving forward? And obviously it's not like a pure post COVID world, but like a safe COVID safe world, right? Like, are you just going to like hop back into photography or are you going to try and like split time with both or like, what's the thought process? Uh, so like Singapore is doing really, really well. Um, we we average between zero to one case a week or so. So like like we are doing like you know it's it's good. Uh, so like uh like I still have photography jobs. So like uh if they pay me well enough, I go and do it. <laughs> and then if they don't pay me well enough, I'll be like nah, I'll do NFTs. So like it's a it's a it's a nice it's a nice balance now. Like I get to like because I still enjoy photography, right? Like I still want to do it. So uh I I it's nice. They they like if I get a commercial job, they pay me pretty okay. Like, it's not bad money. So, like, I go there, shoot for a day, and then, like, I refuse to do the editing so that, like, my day ends and then the photos get sent to somewhere else. And then I can continue doing my NFT stuff. So, I think it'll be a very nice balance in the future, like, moving forward this way. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely, like, a goal that, like, a lot of people have at this point, right? Is, like, being able to work commercial, right? If that's the right word for other people. But, like, you know, work commercial when they want to or, you know, to get a nice bonus, right? And then be able to do NFTs for, like, the side. I guess, like, how... Because, obviously, you're limited in terms of what you can put out in terms of artwork, right? So then, like, how long are you spending, like, from, like, a per-piece standpoint? Or, like, if, say, you wanted to put out, like, a series, like, how long do you think that would take? Mm -mm -mm. So it, it depends. 
like if it's the first series of a new model, then like naturally then you have to add in the time of creating the model, right? Like the creating of the model can take up to like one week, two weeks, depending how fussy I get or like depending like on stuff like hair. Oh my God, hair is the worst thing ever. Uh, like I wish all my models just shouldn't have hair. But like, um, so like the creation of models is just to take a while, but like then the creation of the art pieces, like uh, I would say it takes a couple of days per piece. So... It really depends also like on the computer, like how fast can you render? Cause I somehow decided that I want to do animations instead of stills. And now like rendering takes forever. <laughs> and like, I have to go for a render farm and all that. So so I don't know. It it depends. Like some some stuff renders a bit faster, some stuff takes a bit longer to render. Um couple of days to a week-ish. Depending on the idea too, I guess. Like how long it takes for me to come up with an idea. But I think that's also the issue why like um I want to try so many platforms, but like I'm so hesitant to on where I should put my stuff just because every piece is a new piece of art like I don't have backlog so so every piece I'm just like okay okay let's see where should I put it now like where would I benefit the most from putting it there so yeah that's fun it's is I I never spent so much time just like coming up with personal work yeah that's awesome yeah I mean I think that's you know the the happy side of COVID right it was like a lot of people got time to like focus on like random or new or old things that like they passion projects passion projects right mm -hmm. and so yeah i guess like in terms of your models and stuff and then i guess maybe separately like how do you design the model like how do you decide like what the hair is going to be what the skin tone is going to be you know the eyebrows the lips like is it just like you frame of reference i guess like what's that process uh, so firstly, I think I will like find a few, ref like I'll go on Pinterest and look for faces I like and then I'll save them and then like um, I will have like a few faces that I'll be like, okay, this is the base. I want to kind of mix these together and then I'll just start creating and yeah, I'll just choose whichever features I think would look nice on her and then after that, after, after I matched it in the base, I'll be like, okay, let's did it nice. <laughs> this is such a terrible description. <laughs> I just, I just play with the face till it looks nice <laughs> <laughs> nice nice i mean i think that's you know that that's how things work right like it, it's it's minor tweaks right i mean yeah yeah it's um i think description is is like definitely something that's like difficult right but it, it's just one of those things where yeah i mean fine tweaking until you sit there and like something clicks or you just go all right i can't do this anymore <laughs> that, basically yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's funny because like people like are they'll tell me like oh you should record your your process and I'm like it's too embarrassing because I make so many changes like I'll start out with something and by the time the end product is like they'll be like but why do you even make a mood board if like your end product nowhere near you know so I'm like like it's so much easier when like I'm not pressured to like stay to something I just keep going and do whatever I want uh yeah and then I give stuff to the models that like stuff I want like platinum blonde hair like I'm like oh I always wanted platinum blonde hair but since I can't I'll just give it to my model you know stuff like that like or like freckles I think freckles are cute I'll give freckles to my models you know yeah <laughs> nice. yeah I I mean I think the process could be good right like even if it's not like a linear process that you know you think other people would want to see like I still think that like let's say you start with like person a and it turns completely into person b right like just like a completely different start to finish that, like person Z. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like I, I still think that that's like helpful, right? Like you know, it's one of those things where you know it's um, you, you showing that like because at this point, I mean, realistically, you have like a decent amount of clout, right? Like you have seven 
high 700, 762 right now on foundation, right? And then, you know, like a couple of sales, 3,000 followers on it, uh, on Twitter. And so, I mean, personally, like, I, I think that, like, having other content is obviously good, but at the same time, like, showing, like, what got you to the dance in terms of, like, your pieces and stuff, like, to you, you're like, oh, I'm all over the place. And, like, somebody else, they're like, oh, like, that's okay. You know, like, like if somebody else works that way, like, you know, it, it's, it. I think that would be, like, one of the strengths of it, right? Yeah, I know. I know. I just, I, I worry, like, you know, like, sometimes you listen to someone tell a story, and they go one big round and then end up here, you know, like, but it's like, sometimes I'm just like, don't they, don't they just want to hear this, you know? But, like, my, everything I do is also, like, one big round to get there. So I'm just like, like, people get, will be watching and be like, I thought you wanted to do that. That's not what you wanted. That's not what you showed us. <laughs> like, I, because I, I, I do post some of my behind the scenes and my process work up on, like, Twitter, right? And then, like, there was one that posted it up and then, like, three hours later, while I was working on it, it was, like, it was totally different. I was like, oh, no, I feel a bit pressured. Like, should I still try and connect it to the piece I put up on Twitter? <laughs> like, so, so it messes with me a bit. Like, uh, yeah. I know. I probably should overthink it, but. Eh. you know you all overthink everything yeah yeah i mean you know that's the the world of social media right is like do i send this do i not send this i just i like to tweet and forget and and maybe that's not the best thing because i think uh i had a buddy i used to have a workout thing here it now gets moved every single podcast and so for the people that have seen this episode whatever longer term that's where the exercise machine went it's literally sitting in my hallway uh no not, more. <laughs> yeah no no it's just it's right next to me i move it in and out <laughs> it's just off screen but apparently that would look better and then yeah i mean i have my my co-host that sleeps on the couch and so yeah that's why we don't have a background but i'm trying to be a little more a little more like direct with stuff right like or a little more planned and i think that that can like be helpful but for like an artist like you you i don't want to like generalize artists right but like i feel like for like an artist to have like a creative path like person a turning into like person c like that's something that's like cool right like somebody can see like that whole like step-by-step -step process and like, would probably be helpful yeah i i think it's also the problem like if i know it's being recorded i feel so pressured to like stop doing wrong mistakes it's been like i'll do something i'll be like nah like control z control control z and i'll do something and then, nah, like, control z. And i'll be like oh my god all day i'm gonna watch is me doing undoing stuff <laughs> yeah it's like every stroke you're just like is it beautiful is it beautiful like you're, you're watching right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard. But fine, I'll probably try. I'll try one day. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. I guess. So have you have you also started to like collect? Do you have any pieces that you like or that you would like to collect? Uh, I've seen a lot of pieces I like, but I haven't collected yet. Uh, mainly because like I'm a creative and I'm not very good with money. So I'm like, I need to set goals. I need to hit a certain number and then when I hit that certain number this amount goes into the hardware wallet and then and then from that amount a percentage can then I can I can say okay this percentage I can like spend you know like if I don't have my my, my numbered goals I'll be just like ah I'll buy everything <laughs> so so for now I haven't hit my numbered goal yet so not yet I haven't collected yet and it's hard because like I do see work I like but like no. <laughs> <laughs> understandable I, I'm uh, impulsive, and yeah, so I've, I've scooped a couple of pieces where I'm like, oh man, I just spent, I'm like, to my fiance, I'm like, oh, I just spent like half an Ethereum, and she's like, huh, how much is that now? And I'm like, uh, 
it's a bit it's a bit i don't want to talk about it you know like and and so yeah so i am I'm... It's, 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 it's funny because it's like it's, it's like in-game currency right so you don't convert it in your head you're just like it's only half an ethereum yeah yeah i yeah it's uh it's difficult <laughs> i am trying to like hold that back a little bit i have a small collection but i'm happy with it and i am we have to try and buy a house this year hopefully is the hope but we shall see and so that that's basically like i need to stop spending like an idiot and so not not that art is whatever just i don't i get basically, it yes, i get it can't be spending yeah, tomorrow's yeah, yeah. money kind of thing yeah yeah i get it i get it that's and, why i need my numbers <laughs> yeah yeah does your husband also collect or like was he just kind of like watching oh, my husband's a non-art person he's really? a total non-creative he's the person who knows where the money is in the family and i i bring joy mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice I mean, because if he brought you into the space, though, like, I mean, that would have been, like, some opportunity, right? Like, the past, I mean, you're in it for, what, how, how long exactly are you in the, I guess, NFT space? NFT? One month, I joined in mid, mid and Feb, yeah, about a month. But my husband, he's, he's very not creative, he's not, he's a very minimalistic person, so, like, he, he doesn't even collect in real life anything. <laughs> so, I, I guess the personality flows along into the NFT world, like, he doesn't collect anything in the real world, I guess he doesn't collect anything in the digital world either, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have the exact opposite. I have too much stuff, uh, which you can see over there, and yeah, I I like things, and, and I cannot help I myself. I like things, too. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a hoarder. I hoard, I, I, have, I have a trophy from when I was, like, eight years old, when I won third place for high jump. <laughs> <laughs> Because nice. I'm like, I like it. It's a trophy. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoarder. Same, same. Yeah. So I guess like more about like you, do you have like personal hobbies that you also find roll over into the space or like for inspiration and stuff or how, how does that go? Uh, well, not really. I mean, like photography wise, like I, I, like a lot of the skills were very translatable, but I guess I wouldn't call it a hobby because it was a career. Um, other than that right now, I have a gym, like uh, my friends and I, we have a gym. And also I've been doing gardening like an old lady. <laughs> it's like I'm preparing for my retirement life. <laughs> just, just gardening, like, but I think it's, it's, it's fun because like, I only started gardening like about two months ago because um, uh, my friend gave me a plant and it didn't die. So I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah, it didn't die. <laughs> And, and like she gave me a mint so like i was able to make a lot of mint tea out of it i was like it didn't die and i had a lot of usage out of it so i was like i am gonna do gardening and addictive uh, addictive personality right so now i have so many plants um, but they are all edible so they're all practical practical plants i'll go there i'll go outside to my balcony i'll pet my plants i'll, I'll water them pet them and tell them grow faster so i can eat you okay so, <laughs> but it's, it's nice because like i i like the fact that my gardening is so separate from the the art world because it's so separate from the nft world right so like sometimes when when i'm like oh my god why is nobody buying my shit you know like my stuff is pretty please buy and then like i'll be like stressing over it right i'll be like i am going to go garden so i go to my garden i'll water my plants you know like check for bugs you know like and it's a to total different space and like it's outdoor so like it's like you know fresh air wind so like it is it's it's therapeutic i guess in in a very stressful nft life way so yeah it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's definitely some kind of parallel, and I'm sure this is already being studied because there's no way it's gone unnoticed, but like 
if you think about it, I, I have a lot of friends, like in, in New York at least, that all got into plants, right? Like all of them got into plants, okay? Like the amount of shrubbery that I have seen at my friends' places and stuff is like insane. Like I'm talking dozens and dozens of plants. Every one of my friends, like that's like the new, you know, like Instagram posts, like the new hobby. And so I think that there's like a certain aspect of like the beauty of plants and like, you know, like the wanting to be outside, but then also like the rise of NFTs and like the art scene, right? Like digitally, right? That I think probably came about because of COVID, right? Like you're stuck inside. You want to look at, like you're saying, right? Like pretty things. And so then like people are making pretty things. So now like they get like more inherent value because of that, right? Like the same as plants. Oh, yeah. like, I have friends spending like five G's on a plant and I'm like, what the, like, five? give me some of that money. Like what? Like five G's on a plant? Like that's a shrub, dude. Like, uh, but you know, like that's, I, I think that there's definitely some kind of parallels from COVID to causing more appreciation from like art. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the plant side also like it's it's um it's the one thing people control sort of like I can see you grow, you know, like I water you, and and, and like this is something in my control because the world out there is like crazy, you know. Uh, so so it's like sometimes when I when when I mint something and like nobody's buying, I'll go to my class. I'm like, at least you're growing, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, like like COVID definitely changed the world hugely like the, the 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 speed of how everybody had to adapt to the digital space well it was so forced but like people adapted like nowadays if you talk about work from home it's a norm right but like 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 before covid you'd be like work from home like no you gotta meet up and so you can have your discussions and stuff so so i don't know it's, it's definitely interesting to see how fast how how big a push covid has done for the technological advancements of the world yeah yeah, I think I think there's definitely that. I think I don't know. I don't want to work back in an office. Like I have no it. Like I don't like I don't want to. I like being off. You know what I mean? Like you're on at work and like you have to be like, hey, yeah, how's yeah. it going? Like I want to like sit there and like have nobody listening and just be like, this sucks. Like I this sucks, but I'm gonna do it. Like and just like say not happy thoughts and like just grind through work, right? Like really not having like that with like nifty to be perfectly honest. But like I'm just like I used to work in digital advertising, uh, and so that was like a lot more like grind and, and excel and, and just like a lot of just like headbutting against yeah, like yeah, time, yeah. you know? And yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think it would be a lot happier, like at my own desk. Like I hate sitting at the desk all day. So like you have the plants, I walk my dog and like, that's like nice mm. because now it's starting to get warm and that gets me like forced outside. But yeah, I, I do not want to work back in an office. That is not that was like it's funny because Singapore just announced that like because like I think Singapore for, for a long time Singapore was having like a good percentage where like of people are uh, only a small ratio is allowed to go back to the office every day right but like recently because our cases have been dropping quite low they were like okay we're gonna increase the percentage it's like everybody's like no I don't want to go back to the office just keep it low keep it low <laughs> yeah it's, it's it, yeah nobody wants to go back to the office yeah yeah the I don't know. I think th I think that's going to be like the big change as far as like COVID, but also like cryptocurrency, right? Like cryptocurrency is inherently decentralized, right? So you you work on projects and, you know, you could be doing bounties or like actually working cohesive, like just in tangent with somebody, but like they could be in, you know, Singapore and I could be in New York and like that's totally, you don't even notice, right? Like obviously the time's yeah. off a little bit, but okay, you handle this, I handle that and yada yada. But, you know, it's, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's a great solution for, yeah, most things, most things. Yeah, and 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 you know when you when you talk to people about like the future, right? Like the, you tell people like, 
oh, let's talk about VR, let's talk about AR, let's talk about the metaverse, right? And then people are just like, oh, you know, not so soon, like five years, maybe 10 years, like not, not, not anytime soon. But if you really think about it, right? Especially like for like people like us, like our friends are virtual, like, you know, like I, I have a bunch of Twitter friends that like I know them by their username. I don't know them by their name, right? But I, I they friends, virtual friends. Um, so my friends are now virtual. Uh, my currency is now virtual. My art is also virtual. So like, how big is it a leap to go into the virtual land? And that's where we're gonna spend most of our time, right? Like, like, but you know, there are people who 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 have trouble with their phones and basic technology. So they're like, yeah, far far away. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I really don't think it's that far. Mm. Yeah, I think it like an interesting thought process in terms of that, right? Like you have models, right? Like you have like physical characters, basically, and so like. I'm almost imagining you like getting into like a, a Westworld type of like scenario. I don't know if you watch Westworld, but yeah, like. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was recorded in Singapore. The last season was filmed in Singapore. The season two or season three? I kind of gave up after season two. The last one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, season one was like so amazing, and then season two got a lot of tangents, and it was like a lot to follow. And I I like to like watch sporadically, and I just couldn't keep up with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you don't if you don't watch it all at one go, like it's hard to remember certain things. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I get it. I get it. I, I like me. I just I binge watch everything, all at one go. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I guess so. So to your artwork and stuff, right? Like, do you do you feel like there's been like stylistic changes changes that have happened, and do you think that there's going to be like more moving forward, or is it just going to kind of organically happen? I think for me right now, I'm also trying to think. Like the difference is I've always worked with clients, right? And even when I did my personal work in fashion photography, it was in the mindset of I want to do something that clients would like and then hire me for, right? So like it's always been clients in mind. Uh, so like I've met my, my, I would say like a lot of my, my fashion photography work has been just um pretty pictures. Like they weren't like full of meaning or anything. They're just like, oh my God, look at the outfit. She's so pretty. The outfit looks pretty. The picture looks pretty. Good job, you know? Um, but like, like now that I'm doing NFTs, I'm doing real personal work and like there's no client and like these are, like this is the art, art world, a world that I've never really been a part of. Like, like people are like, okay, what's the story? Like what's the emotion behind it? Why, why do you do this? Half the time I'm like, I'm just like, I don't know, I guess it's pretty. <laughs> like, like, so like for me it's just like now I want to give everything a bit more thought on why I want to do certain things uh, so we'll see how that changes my art like I don't know do you think like you'll plan to like draw inspiration from different things like I mean if you watch like a lot of TV shows like I'm almost imagining you kind of like pulling characters out of stuff or like you know storylines or you know inspiration oh, yeah. yeah yeah I'm sure I'm sure like you know, so like when, when COVID first happened and I spent the one whole month just playing video games, I was like, you know, it's not that I'm wasting my time. I'm, you know, appreciating other creative works. <laughs> like, so, you know, like I get to understand how they do certain things and like enjoy the visual arts they put into the art piece of that game. Yeah, so something along those lines, I guess. Like every time I watch a show, I'm like, I am not slacking. I am engaging my creative brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I believe, I believe it. I believe that like whatever you watch, uh, the subconscious catches at least something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I get so to to like your first two uh, models. Like, is there like a base that you kind of like started from, or like anything in terms of inspiration or thoughts that you're trying to invoke with them, or what? Okay, so like the first two models are actually not my first model. My first model is this girl Kate, uh, K A D E. So like, uh, when I first created her in my mindset, I was thinking, I'm Asian. I'm gonna create an Asian girl. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm gonna create this Asian girl. Um, but funnily, like I was following a lot of like sculpting books, anatomy books, uh, to like you know, cause you need to know how the facial structure is like before you can create a realistic face, right? And because all these books were were based on Caucasian faces, she turned out a bit mixed, and I was like, mm, okay, I, I can I can I can do with mixed. Uh, so that was how Kate was done. Uh, yeah, and then and then like um. For Lilium, I was like, okay, I want to try someone dark skin, and that turned out nicely. And then, like, the, then lastly, I did Luna, the the Asian Asian girl, because I was like, I need to do a proper Asian, because Asian. <laughs> so like, uh, I came out of her. Uh, yeah, but like my thought process, uh, honestly, I don't really have much of a thought process. I'm just like, I do what I want to do. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, you know, I, what is it? Uh, looks he do, thinks he do. It's a uh basically just you know doing what you want it's uh it's a john jones from ufc has a his his martial arts style is is looksy do and that's basically like he just sees somebody do it he does it and that's he it. does it yeah and yeah, so for you yeah. just make what you want right yeah and i i, I wish i was better with words so i can like bullshit and make a nice story about <laughs> <Nah. it. laughs> but, but like i don't i'm not good with words, so just I, I just do what i like yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, a, I'm not great with words either, but I think that there's like a, an aspect of simplicity to that, that, you know, a lot of people can kind of focus on, right? Like, instead of trying to come up with some like grandiose reason or rationale or anything, like, it's just like, I like it, therefore I do it, it's done, right? Like, and that's, that's good, right? I, I don't know, that that's my personal take. Yeah, I agree, because I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I guess to to close out, we just did like an hour. I like to ask like two questions. One is, if you're in my shoes, what question would you ask yourself? If, if oh, oh, that's a hard one. I don't know. Oh my gosh, I've never had to interview me. Well, I mean, like the easy one that interviewers always love to ask is like, what is, what's the advice you have for people starting out, right? So I guess I could do that one. That was easy. Uh, just do it. <laughs> like, stop thinking. Just do it. You know, like, like um, I find that a lot of creatives, we have a lot of uh, fear of putting ourselves out there. And like, I think that this is something I learned in the photography world is like, you can be so good at your art, but if nobody knows who you exist, it doesn't mean shit, you know, like, like, you have to put yourself out there. You have to really work to get known. Um, and yes, there are the artists out there who are like the special ones where like they do their art and then they were, they are discovered, right? But like you, like, like hope is not a strategy. <laughs> you, know, you, can't, you can't just go around sitting around hoping for that. So like, uh, like your future is your own. Like just do it. Just like you want to learn blender, just do it. Just everything you can learn, you can learn it online nowadays. Like there's so much information out there. Uh, yeah and like when it comes to speaking to people like I know creatives are like we are all very <laughs> we are so awkward and, and uh, antisocial you know creatures <laughs> so like um, the one thing that my husband actually told me <laughs> is to remember that everybody you speak to 
they eat also, they also sleep, they're all humans and they also shit. And somehow remembering that they also shit makes it makes it easier. So, so there's that. Remember that they shit too. That's good. It's it's definitely good advice. I think it's better than imagine somebody else. <laughs> the, 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 everybody shits yeah. is probably a better one. <laughs> yeah, everybody shits. <laughs> yeah, I guess to the to the aspect that you were talking about in terms of like putting yourself out there and stuff. Uh, I had a really good interview with. It's episode 31. I had to check the number. This is not off the top of my head. I don't want people to think I wow, have wow. a great memory. But I looked it up, and it is this guy, Derek. Right before this, you were like, is episode 44 or 45? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I have a terrible memory. But uh, Derek, a.k.a. Squanch, he works with, like, YouTube artists to, like, really get them noticed and stuff. And to your point of, you know, some people just get noticed, I think that, to be honest, like, the day of NFT artists just exploding is going to be extremely few and far between it's not that nobody will right like it's not that nobody with a poor not poor but lacking social media will blow up but like in this day and age you basically have to do social media and like yeah. try and hit all different you know people across yeah, all yeah. different platforms yeah um yeah. like like people win the lottery but don't bank on your life hoping to win the lottery exactly exactly you can't just keep your head down and work really really hard and just expect things to happen it's just Sadly, not the case. You would hope it to be, right? Like, that would be the fair way to do it is whoever put in the most hours. But you have to do the socials. And so, yeah, yeah, he had some good breakdown with that. The last question, which is also a fun question, is what do you think your purpose is in life? Oh, my God. <laughs> to create pretty pictures? <laughs> like, you know, it, it was, it, I remember, like, uh, I remember I used to think to myself, like, fuck, my, like, when I was doing fashion photography as the main thing, right? like, I was like, like there are people who, 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 the doctors, they save lives, you know, and like here I am like, like, I just create pretty pictures, but like one day somebody was like, you know, you, you, you bring beauty into the world. And I'm like, then, yeah. all right, I'll take that, you know, like, I'll just create pretty things. And like, if one day it makes someone feel a little better because they see something that they like, that, <laughs> yeah. It's worthy. It's worthy, right? I think, I think. If this continues, it's going to definitely be solidified. But like this feels like the second, you know, like Renaissance time period of, of appreciation of art, right? Like it, it at least feels like the beginning. It's hard to meta analyze like what you're actually going through. But just like the explosion that art is having and people getting paid, it's definitely something that I've spoken to like a lot. So I'm not going to like just, you know, sound like a broken record. But it is it definitely feels like, you know, the second Renaissance of painters and artists and everything. And so it's an exciting time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it lasts long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hope it lasts long. Yeah, same here. All right. Well, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, you make pretty pictures. So that's uh, goal accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pictures. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for the time. Peace.